The start to the 2023 college football season for your Clemson Tigers is two weeks away. But let's dive into the schedule. Let's grade these opponents. We're doing it all week. Who is the strongest to start the season? Who's the weakest? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, as well as the founder of the Scouting Room guys, thank y'all so much for uh tapping in with me and making locked on Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank y'all for being the family and our every day. It's happy Monday to you guys. We have a fun show. We're starting this, I'm starting this series right now where I'm going through the schedule three games each show, and I'm gonna break down and grade each matchup and each team how big of a threat that they pose to our Clemson Tigers, guys. But before we get into that, let's give a quick shout out. To our sponsor, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Family, we kicking it off week one, two weeks away. Two weeks away. Do you feel that buzz? You feel that energy? Yes. That is first of all, it's week zero of college football. So we do have college football this weekend, but your team doesn't play for two weeks, right? We got two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. And guess who we face? Those Duke Blue Devils. Graden, this opponent. This is a game that we've talked about, you know, on and off, guys, on and off about just how dangerous this team could be and, and the offensive line. Is littered with 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 either graduates, seniors. Uh, I believe they only had one redshirt sophomore projected to start, and that's at left guard. There, there's some there's veteran leadership on this team. Okay, veteran leadership all over, this, especially on the offensive side of the ball. This is a well coached team as well, guys. From from Mike Elko is one of the better up and coming coaches in terms of like just pro- being prominent and being a guy that going to be named as one of those top coaches in, in college football. But when you look at just, of course it starts up front, starts at the top, right? Riley Leonard, the quarterback, junior quarterback the guys. I watched the film um, over, you know, on him over the weekend. Again, I cut up some stuff. I'm going to have a, uh, probably if not today, then tomorrow I'll have it up on the Patreon uh, talking about just breaking him down to what we need to be aware of. But this is an offense guys that, they are very multiple. You will see some, some, you can see some power sets, some zone stuff, but you will see them spread you out, give you some 11 personnel, even some 12. The ability to, to work out a shotgun, right? In their offensive line, I think the offensive line is good with Graham Barton being that, that, that elite prospect on their offensive line at left tackle, guys. But Jalen Calhoun, the redshirt senior at wide receiver, uh, you know, Eli Panko, the graduate, graduate Z receiver, and, and their ex Jordan Moore is a junior. Guys, they can they can absolutely throw the football. So when I look at this team, the grade that I would give them, you know, just off of just studying them, I think in terms of being a matchup grade, uh greatness matchup, I give them a seven and a half. Like they're they they could be a threat, guys. Like they can be a threat. I think with the scheme. 
with the talent and the talent that they actually have, I absolutely believe that they can be a, a team that give us give this team some trouble, that gives the Clemson Tigers some trouble. Now, I'm just talking about the offense, right? Defensively, they have seniors lit all over the defense as well. R.J. Oban, uh, redshirt sophomore, redshirt senior. Uh, the nose tackle, uh, Jamie and Franklin, redshirt senior. Of course, their star defensive player, Dwayne Carter, who I've talked about uh, on this show as well, redshirt senior, right? Vincent Anthony is a sophomore, but even their linebackers, graduate transfer, Cam Dillon. Dorian uh, Mousy, uh, you know, uh, he's a senior at middle linebacker. Joshua Pickett's a junior, right? Now, now the, cor- the quarterback room has some – it's a little bit of youth there. You have a junior. You have a true, uh, uh, a true sophomore, and, and then you got another junior. You have uh, – I believe he's from Miami, Al Blades, junior. Uh, looks like he tra- he transferred over as well as uh, Miles Jones transferring over, being a graduate transfer. So they, they have a little mixture of some youth and experience. But I think where their bread will be buttered defensively is going to be in the front seven on the defensive line, and that's getting into the backfield. So the offensive line for the Clemson Tigers will be – Pivotal in this game because Dwayne Carter can wreck a game, guys. I'm telling you right now, uh, you know, talking to some of the people in the, in the league, the, the the lowest grade I heard was about third round for this young man. So he's got some buzz, and, and I watched the tape on him. I'm I had I think I graded him like maybe high third, low second. Like he's talented, and he can wreck this game. If you cannot keep him out of the face of K. Clubbing, he's only he's on the interior. You cannot you know uh, lock him down. It's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's going to be tough sailing, right? It's going to be it's going to be tough just in general, and I think that's the main thing. So, like I said, seven and a half, where this is a legitimate threat. This this is a a team that you expect Clemson to win in a close game, but this is a team that can actually absolutely walk out of, you know, walk out of that game two in two weeks, um, you know, at night, September fourth, eight p.m. Eastern time. This game is on ESPN. It's prime time, baby. Monday night football before the NFL takes over Monday night football. That's where this game is going to be played. And again, you know, it's just a simple fact of the matter is you're going into their house at 8 p.m. nighttime. The Duke Blue Devil fans, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with that all black and blue uni, right, with the the numbers and letters with the blue and white trim. I wouldn't be surprised they came out with that. Right, it's nighttime. Like you know, what I mean, that, that those mind games and really kind of say, listen, we're here to play, and this is a team that you got to take serious. You have to take serious the Duke Blue Devils. Like I said, now don't get it twisted. When the game happened, the game is played. Maybe Duke, you know, maybe they wet their pants. Maybe maybe they just don't get it together and they lay an egg. But talent wise, in terms of the matchup, I say seven and a half, seven point five. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, ten. Being the highest on the scale, or you know what I mean, one to ten. If you're closer to one, we don't view you as a threat. If you're closer to ten, okay, we got to worry about you. The Duke Blue Devils, I truly believe, you got to worry about because again, they can, they can, they can make plays on both sides of the ball, whether it's rushing the passer, getting in the backfield, and making plays that way. But also as a passing offense with Riley Leonard, and then his running ability is superb. This is a young man. They'll run some QB zone read, convert it into a lead where the run, he, he rides the, the ball into the in, in the belly of the running back, and it's like a, a legit mesh point into the into the um, offensive line, right? 
and that running back then he takes the ball from the running back. The running back becomes a lead blocker, and it springs him against Boston College. They got a big. I think he got. I think he scored on that play, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, either he scored or it was a big. I think he scored. Uh, and, and you know he just kind of same thing. Rolled him, rolled the mesh point right. Let the running back lead block for him, and then he you know cut off of that block and got into open field. And this man, this young man, and Riley Leonard can pick him up and put him down, guys. So again, seven. Point five seven and a half matchup grade that I'm giving the Duke Blue Devils. They should give your Clemson Tigers every bit of a fight, a run for their money. But I still believe that Clemson should still win this game. But don't be surprised if this game is a lot closer than the national media would, would, would make you believe because the Duke Blue Devils are extremely, and I repeat, extremely talented on both sides of the ball, guys, on both sides of the ball. But next up, we have what some people would say, is this a cupcake? Is this the first cupcake of the schedule? Charleston Southern. We're going to break down that game in quick fashion. Coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, all you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. You have simple tools that you're disposal like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire and or interview and or hire so it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors all you have to do is check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to Faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions of Charleston Southern is week two. After after battling with Duke Blue, the Duke Blue Devils in two weeks on September the 4th at night in Duke, your Clemson Tigers will take on the Charleston Southern football team. The the Buccaneers, I believe, is their uh Yes, the Buccaneers, you know, the Big South. Uh, you know, 215, this game will be on ACC Network, and I believe it's going to be – it's the first home game. This is going to be – how to put this nicely. This is a cupcake. This is a cakewalk. This team has no business being even in the game with, with the Clemson Tigers. And, and I say that because Clemson is so much more talented – then the, yes, the games will be played on the field and not on paper and all that good stuff. Not in a spreadsheet, not off of analytics or uh, athleticism, you know, athletic testing. Yes, the, the game will be played on the field. But at the same time, this is not a game that should be close. This is a game that should be 50 to 7, you know, those, one of those type of games, right? You got to, you know, make sure that a lot of these teams that, like a Charleston Southern and, and these smaller schools, they usually – they're able to win. They have good. They have decent football players. The talent is not bad. It's just it doesn't typically match up with the Power Five schools. So what do they do? They run the offense, whether it's spread, tempo, things of that nature, to keep you off balance and put you know put pressure on your defense. And if they get get some positive plays, so forth and so on. So if I'm a grade this matchup, I give the, they are one. They are at the very bottom. They are one. I don't view them as a threat whatsoever to your Clemson Tigers. I think that Clemson should – this is a game where Clemson should finish them off in short order. I think Clemson should walk out of this game with the dub, big-time victory. With this, this is a type of game where you 
if, if you're Dabo Sweeney and Garrett Riley, I would absolutely, you know, get the kinks out now, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, if you're going to have procedural penalties, pre, pre-snap and, you know, all that type of stuff, or if you're going to have a coverage breakdown, whatever, you want to have it in this game, right? Because this is you, you, this game is not it, – it, the, the margin for error is so wide, right, that you, you, you're you not going to really stress over it. You shouldn't, uh, I would say. And, um, you know, and I think that's that's the biggest thing is that you have to understand that you can get those kinks out right now. Like, you know what I mean? The, 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 the timing issues, stuff like that. This is where you get like, <laughs> I don't want to say you cheat like extra practice, but I'm just saying like, it's your home game. You know, that the crowd's going to be rocking. They're going to be ready to go. And, and, and this team is going to come out with a vengeance, especially like, you know what I mean? Depends on if that game against Duke is closer than they expect, even if they win, I guarantee you Dabo and that coaching staff are going to have these guys ready to dominate Charleston Southern, ready to walk on that field and absolutely put them in the dirt. What did, what did Mason Johnstone tell you guys? Tell us when he came on the, on the pod a couple weeks ago that the offensive line called this air raid the dirt raid. They want to put defenders and defensive linemen in the dirt with the run game. I would not be surprised to see 300 yards rushing in this game with 300. I would not be surprised to see a 700 total uh, uh, offensive yards from scrimmage type of day from your Clemson Tigers offense. And this is a game where you want to start getting guys confidence up. This is the game. But also you want to get those backups. You want to get those freshmen in the Tyler Brown, uh, Tink Masoon Kelly, right? Uh, you know, Dominique, the, 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 the young running back. You want to get these guys some touches? This is the game you do it. Because you, you really expect for Kate Clubbing and the first team offense to put up 30 points, 35 points by halftime, where then if you want to come out and give them one more drive in the second half to just add a little more, uh, you know, put a little bit more mustard on it, you know what I'm saying? Really put some more onto it and into it, then cool. But at the end of the day, this is one of them games that you allow these guys to get into a rhythm, allow them to build themselves up, right? And then that's when you put the young guys in and you tell the young guys, go do your thing. And you, and you, you, you just have fun with it. You enjoy it and understand what you have at your disposal. Because at the end of the day, the way I look at it like this, this is a this is a cakewalk. This is a cupcake if I've ever seen one. And I'm talking about the good cupcakes too, guys. I ain't talking about that sprinkle stuff because the sprinkles are weird. I don't like you know, sprinkles aren't I'm not I'm not with the sprinkles. All right. DP is not with the sprinkles. Don't ever bring me a cupcake or any type of treat and it has sprinkles on it. That just lets me know that you hate me because I don't like them. So it's like, you know, you you give me a good pastry, right? Like you want to talk about those good cupcakes from the real bakery that is just the fondant, whatever, whatever the icing is, the fondant, whipped cream, whatever you want. They give you whatever you want. That's what type of cupcake this is. One that, you know, you like, man, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. It's not a meal, right? Because it's not going to fill you. But it's a it's a good, nice little treat. And that's what this is going to be to the Clemson Tigers. I think the, 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 the discrepancy of talent on the, on the tra- in the trenches, on the offensive and defensive line, it's going to be way too much for, for Charleston Southern, man. So you talk about quick order. This segment's quick order because this game is going to be quick order. They get a one on the scale of one to 10 for matchup grades. There are one. I expect Clemson to roll all over those Charleston Southern Buccaneers. But let's close it out with the Florida Atlantic Owls. This is a game which I also believe is home. This is another home game. It's at nighttime on ACC Network, 8 p.m. Do they pose a little bit more of a threat than than Charleston Southern? Yes. And I'm going to tell you why coming up next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. 
Week three is facing your Clemson Tigers facing week three, the Florida Atlantic Owls. And this is the team that I will tell you the grade right off the top. I give them a solid four, guys. I give them a four, and I'm going to tell you why I give them a four. I believe this is a team with their scheme, you know, Tom Herman being the coach, offensive, this is an up-tempo spread offense. And I, I think, and here's the other part, the quarterback, Casey Thompson, was at Texas, transferred to Nebraska last year. He played solid football, I would say, in my personal opinion. But he's kind of a dual-threat guy. He's got a good arm, and he's mobile. And he's a guy that can extend those plays. This is another team similar to Duke that has a lot of um, offensive talent in terms of uh, being, you know, veterans, right? Redshirt seniors, juniors, things of that nature. The offensive line looks to be very well uh, experienced with, with seniors, redshirt seniors, redshirt juniors, so forth and, and so on, right? So I think Casey Thompson himself, uh, Larry McCammon, uh, uh, the third, the running back, uh, you know, it, it, I remember watching some tape on him. He's kind of he's a pretty solid back, man. Uh, and the, the number one weapon for this offense last year was LaJonte Webster, uh, wide receiver. This is a, this is a smaller wide receiver. He, you know, had over 101 targets, only 62 receptions, 718 yards, and eight touchdowns. And this is a young man that played predominantly in the slot. So you think about whoever's in the nickel, Andrew McCuba, right? Um, potentially R.J. Mickens. Like, whoever's in the slot will have to deal with this quick twitch, kind of shifty, 5'11", 167-pound wide receiver. And I think that he'll be the number one target yet again for uh, the new quarterback, Casey Thompson, but they run a spread up tempo offense where they they know how to uh, they they understand spacing. They want to push you out, uh, you know, horizontally, right? And it opens up the inside the the the, the zone game, the inside zone game with the run, with the running back and the run game, but also the zone read with the QB. Uh, but it also in 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 totality as well. Uh, also, it opens up just a play action pass, the RPO game. They want to spread you out. They want to space you out to where they create big enough windows for the quarterback to attack, right? And the Kosey Perry was the quarterback last year, and he did that, right? And, and I think that's, um, you know, again, being able to – this is one of them offenses where you can't take them lightly. If you come in sleeping, they'll hit you for probably 14 points, and that's where, like, that wake-up call, right? And I, I can see that being the case if they don't take them seriously. The, 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 the main thing, similar to, to the, the Charleston Southern game, the trenches – Clemson just more talented in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So eventually talent wins out, right? Typically, right? We've seen some crazy upsets in college football throughout our, our decades of being alive, right? I've been alive 34 years, you know, a little over three decades. I've seen a ton of uh, the Appalachian State to, to Michigan and all kind of crazy upsets. I don't foresee that being the case here, but you don't want to give them any type of you don't want them to feel good about themselves going into halftime, right? Where it's a seven to fourteen point game and they're getting the ball back, and they're and offensively they've been solid. You don't want them having that. This is a game where even if they do hit you with a couple quick scores or a couple scores and they kind of catch you slipping, catch you off guard, that's when you say, okay, let's take care of business. Let's let's tighten the the the, the chin strap. Let's buckle it up a little tighter. Make sure the mouthpiece is in, and let's play some physical football. And, and, and I think that's what will end up happening. But again. Like I said, I give them a solid four, guys, because I, I do give them respect in that regard that at the end of the day, like th this is a team, you know, they have some talent, right? You know, I think Casey Thompson is an NFL draftable quarterback, uh, you know, smaller receiver, you know, with, with LeJounte Webster, you know, 5'11", 167, 
But we we just saw Tank Dell go from Houston, you know, University of Houston to the Houston Texans, and I think he was like a third round pick. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we just watched a 166 pound corner go in the first round, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. So the point is, if if Lejante Webster is that good, um, and he can and not only replicate his numbers from 2022, but maybe with better quarterback play, double them, right? He can absolutely see himself uh, being drafted a lot earlier than most. Uh, expect smaller receivers to be drafted. But, yeah, I, I think this is a game where Clemson has to come out and take them serious. Don't really give them any room to breathe. Don't give them any room to be hopeful. Right? Don't don't allow them to think that they have a shot. Go ahead and diminish that early. Don't let them hang around and stuff like that uh, because you still want to you know be able to get your starters in, let them ball out, let them build their confidence and get them out of the game so they can go ahead and move on. Because that's, that's just kind of how I look at it, guys. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, like I said, solid four for the Florida Atlantic Owls. I think the passing game is going to be the big thing. Uh, the, the running back, he is tough. And I think I said that's, that, that spacing will allow them to have lighter fronts and, and lighter boxes. And then that's where that, that, that quick game with the slot receiver, LeJounte Webster, that's where that comes in at, guys. The reason why I, what I'm saying that – or why I'm saying that, rather – is because they, not only that, but they got Jaquan Burton, who's also a 5'10", 185 pound wide receiver, um, and he, you know, a, a smaller guy, but he can move as well. Um, and, and they have B.J. Alexander, uh, who didn't play a ton last year. Um, he's 6'3", 200 pounds, so he's kind of the, the the center of power forward of the offense when he has, and he's got like a, a, the shifty, you know, Webster being the shifty point guard, and then um, and, and you know Burton being the uh, being more of the slasher shooting guard type, right? Because uh, I believe Burton was second on the team, third behind Jamal Edrin, who I don't believe is there anymore. Uh, no, he's not. He's not on the roster. So uh, when it's just kind of, you know, being the third, you know, in terms of only less than 60 targets, things of that nature, I could see him, this kid, having a 700, 800-yard passing uh, season, receiving season with the up, with upgrade at the quarterback position. But, yes, like that, that spread offense – uh, giving you know more room with the offensive line and for the run game with the inside zones and light fronts, but also the quick game and the RPO, the the glance slant slant route coming backside, things like that. It's going to put onus on the on on the nickel defender to be aware, be ready to go uh, to for Lejonte Webster because that you know this is young man is is quick. Uh, quick twitch and, and you talking about you know being able to make plays happen after the catch he can do that as well so you want to just make sure that you have him uh locked down uh and, and be just be ready for it all be ready for every bit of it because again that's the thing right and he he, he can make some big plays down the field as well so like you just got to be be on be on your p's and q's um it's not a young man that's going to give you if you stay attached to him you can you can kind of deter and, and and mess up the rhythm and timing of his passes and his receptions, right? Because last year he was targeted 21 times in contested catch situations. He only caught nine for 42.9 percent uh, com- conversion rate and completion rating. Uh, you know, on those type on those type of throws. So if you stay in phase, if you stay locked in, you'll be able to make turn those uh, those those catches into contested catches. And he does not thrive there. He does not live there. He's not a strength of his game. But, guys, with that, listen, Florida Atlantic, I give them a solid four. I do believe that Clemson is going to walk out of this game, but I got to show some respect. I do think that this team can pose a little bit, just a little bit of threat early on. 
in that game, but I think Clemson could absolutely walk away with it with ease as long as they take care of business and take them serious and don't sleep on your opponent, all right? Know thy opponent. Know your opponent, all right? And I think the Clemson Tigers will be very, uh, very well coached, of course, and be ready to go, ready to knock, knock this out of the park and take care of it. But, guys, that's the first three games of the season. Well, it's like 12, so I got, I got episodes coming all week, okay? Thank y'all for tapping in with your boy and making Locked On. Clemson, your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available, guys. Let's continue to boost the numbers on this on this uh, YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification so you are notified whenever I drop content. And let's get this channel up to 1,000 subscribers, guys. Two weeks away. Will you be the reason we get to 1,000? I hope so, and I believe in y'all. So let's get to it, all right? Uh, so listen, on tomorrow's show, we're going to go through the next three games, all right? We're going to go through, uh, you know, Florida State, right? We're going to kick the show off tomorrow with Florida State. Then we have Syracuse and Wake Forest. And I'm going to grade those matchups as well, guys. So stay tuned and tap in for that. On Twitter, you can find the follow me there, DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 